Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to another episode of No Small Roles, a D&D podcast where there are no small roles and Erida is always listening. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Too soon. Oh no, but she's adding to the listener count for the podcast. Yeah, that's great. Good. Hooray! <laughs> I'm David Knight, your dungeon master, and I'm joined by a couple and a thruple. So say hi everyone. Hi. Hi. I'm having a lovely time. <laughs> So, whilst Enkidu gets up close and personal with an amputation, let's cue the theme tune! Uh... Prepare your party of players and polyhedral dice Your tragic backstory better be worth the sacrifice Seize your sheets and d20 Let's play D&D Your haggard character swaggers with daggers in each hand You've all discussed what you must, but even best laid plans Take a turn when checks are missed Roll initiative Brandish your blades Don't fail your saves No risk too great, no choice to roll So, after questioning Erida about the Wingthrop workshop, you were shown to your personal study rooms where you attempted to converse through a written note as to what your next steps were. You decided on the facts of your cover story and briefly discussed the Codex, something Erida had mentioned was restricted to higher-ranking family members. You decided to explore the battery storage and were led downstairs where you found Coggian taking a stock check. He was trying to devise a way to dispose of the now defunct elemental batteries and release the captured elemental creatures without causing damage to the Golden Forest, but happily took a break to show you the powerful arcane engine instead. The engine was somehow linked to the activation of the prosthetic hands in Ferrocene's workshop, but as you pondered the intricacies of all of the information presented to you, 
you entered Applied MedTech to see Quanta about to amputate an unconscious patient. She called for Enkidu to approach and assist and began the procedure. And that's where we're at. So, Enkidu, you've got your hands holding this person down. Detect thoughts on her! Quanta <gasps> <out> myself! <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What did you say? I, believe, I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> so, to translate that for everybody, uh, Vicky just said, detect thoughts on her. Oh, I can't help myself. <laughs> oh my I, I got you. I got Thanks, you. Um, so, from the person lying in the bed, as they are unconscious and sedated, it's a quite a muddled thought that you're, you're, you're picking up. It's slight panic. Uh, there are flashes of uh, marshland. Mm. There is pain that it feels numb, but it's also quite, again, it's sort of like flipping between all of that and just like peace and sleep, mm-hmm. like uh, just like comfortable dreams almost. With Quanta, you just hear static. I freaking knew it. <gasps> oh. They are not in control. Oh no. They are all <laughs> robots. I'm. Oh, nice oh, clutch move, Vicky. Yes. Um, but as if that wasn't sort of worrying enough, Enkidu, as you're up close and personal with her, as I've said, as you're holding this person down, um, and they're already strapped to the bed somewhat, but you're just like securing the arm in position uh, as Quanta directs you. She doesn't reach for any tools. She holds up a hand, and it separates. Ah. Uh- each finger sort of forming these sharp blades. She's in complete control of them, but she just grabs uh, sort of the top of the arm, and all of these blades just start whirring and vibrating and spinning around, and like gouging their way through the through the flesh right the way down to the bone. And this whole thing takes a matter of seconds, and then the the whole arm in your hand just becomes loose. But interesting, as you take it away, you've noticed that there's almost uh, had like a cauterizing effect with the way that she's done this. So there's no extra bleeding or anything. But once she's done, she like walks over to a, a small sort of wash basin, like dips her hand in it, and then like it forms back into a a regular hand. And you're left just holding the amputated one. Oh my god. Um, what's what's to be done with this? Uh... This arm, then. Throw it away. I've no need for it. Hey, Enkidu, could you give us a hand? All due respect to Gaius, I don't think I should. And I'll just turn and I look to see if there's anything that looks like there's disposal. Yeah, there are sort of a few bins around the place. And some of them very much are already filled with some medical waste, sort of like like bloodied bandages and things where this, where this person's clearly like had their bandages changed. So yeah, you walk over and just like sort of lower it into that bin and she doesn't seem to react as if that's a, a, a wrong idea for you to approach that bin and do that if if my back's turned towards her mm-hmm. um i'm gonna cast press the digitation uh twice i'm gonna cast because i can inscribe um and in, in, in inscribe um sigils onto things using the spell mm-hmm. so i'm gonna cast the lower half of the glyph that we found on the prosthetic arms somewhere on the arm mm-hmm. and put the upper half of it on my palm and then I'll put it in the bin okay and then I won't activate it just yet I'll just wait 
see if you can do anything with that. If I know how. Yeah. Okay, no, I like it. Though. Yeah, so you've marked like one half on the arm, but then like the other half you've got on yourself. Ready to go, almost. Yeah, it's on, it's on my forehand, yeah. Sure. So yeah, Quanta sort of looks over the, uh, uh, the person in front of her, looks up at the rest of you and says, I don't recognize any of you. We're the new recruits. Yeah, we're new recruits. Yes, I know that. I'm just saying I don't recognize any of you. Well, it's nice to meet you. Hello. I'm Gwendolyn. Juna. And Kidu. Um, Orin. Gaius. And you were looking over at Orin and Gaius. You two are the Wingthrops, are you? Very talented, distant relatives. That's to be discovered. What is your heritage? Uh, don't really know. Same for me, I'm afraid. It was a bit of a surprise to us to find out we were. Well, where are you from? Uh, I'm from uh, Ayland. Uh, Wodenals. Okay. Where are you from, Quanta? From here, from Dravain. You always lived here. Yes. Um, the three of you, how did you pass the... Uh, I assume it was another group test, was it? Yes. Another group test? They happen occasionally when people with potential spouses come through. Yes. That's surprising. Normally the spouses don't survive. Well, we're, we're awesome, so we did. Are you a spouse or are you a not spouse? I'm a commander and that's all you need to know. Right. Arrived, Erida told us, well, greeted us with names that we didn't fully know. She said that um, commanders would know uh, how you found out the information. It would be good to know. Uh, we're all kind of trying to find out what our heritage is, you see. The incantations that are required to uh, identify a person are entirely left to Erida. To my understanding, the names given are names you're known by. Even if they're not known to us? Yes. So it's kind of like a divination kind of magic? Yes, uh, in a similar way that you might identify a, an object for its purposes. This one is applied to people. So it could be a name that somebody else had called us even if we'd never met that person? Yes, exactly. Oh. It's quite a tight operation you got going on around here. Seems like there's only uh, you and um, our friend Kagi around at the moment. And Erida. Well, yeah, she's always here, isn't she? Gotta love, gotta love that gal. She is, uh, I mean, she's the reason we're all here, right? I'm sorry, how, how did you come to be here? It's very odd for unknown family members to suddenly arrive. We were travelling north, and a golem we passed in the golden forest um, alerted us to eligibility for the test, so we took it. Now, you're not technically lying there, so can you make a persuasion check? You're guided as well. Yeah, it's pretty good already, but I'll add it. It's a D4, right? Mm-hmm. So that's 19. 19. Mm. She, uh, she nods at your response. Well, it is odd, all the same. And you're from different families, are you? Again, looking at Gaius and Orin. Or are you brothers? You don't look like brothers. We are uh, travelling companions, and we're quite surprised indeed that we were even in the way related, especially to the fantastic and you know, famous dynasty that is the Wingthrops. Of course, myself being quite a creative uh, person and uh, my friend uh, Orin here being an inventor himself, clearly we recognise that our lineage being Wingthrops was entirely appropriate for our skill set. She's just staring at the two of you. You have the prettiest eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I see a little bit of my uncle in you, actually. 
It's a slight <laughs> frown. <laughs> but she doesn't say anything. Quan, did you have any, like, herbs or incense or charcoal lying around? Like, it would really help me we with have... my design. There are some medicinal herbs in the cabinet over there. Can I just take them and sort not be gestures. killed? <laughs> I give you permission to use the medicinal herbs in your design. Thank you very much. Quanta, um, may I ask a personal question? No. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, oh, she makes Myra seem pleasant. Understandable. Your directness reminds me of my great-grandmother's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, are you all? Do you all have work to get on with, or? Oh, well, I was just or do you wondering. Need a signing um, to something. Bit curious because you, poor half elf chap over there, looks like they're in need of a hand now. You gonna be putting the new hand on? Just thought maybe I could watch. That was the intention. Yes. See how it's done. It's a fairly standard procedure. You are welcome to watch, but of course. If you'd gone through the proper channels, you would have apprenticed at the WCI already. Oh yeah, WCI. Uh, I think someone mentioned that. What? What is that again? The Wingthrop Convalescent Institute in Drustad. Oh right, okay. The WCI doesn't have what we need. And what exactly is it that you need? Soul transference. Soul transference. Putting a soul of a person into a construct of some sort. That's not actually something we're capable of yet. That's more esoteric than... But wouldn't it be great if someone from the Wingthrop family could do that? It would be wonderful, but uh, I'm not sure it's quite at your skill level from my current assessment. You're welcome to try, but I, I don't assume you're going to succeed. Well, as assumption is the basis form of intelligence, and allow miracles to happen... Once they are allowed to breathe. An assumption makes an ass of you and me. (laughs) 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 She looks from yeah, Enkidu's fairly eloquent phrase over at Juna. (laughs) Actually, I think I'd rather be left in peace. You can all return to your study rooms, thank you. uh, Well, if you wouldn't mind me, just I would mind actually. Okay. So she turns to to get on with work. Go on, Orin. Say it anyway. Well, I was just hoping to watch the hand being crafted on, but no, you can leave now. But he doesn't want to. Thorn. That's as well, be. But as a recruit, you should listen to your commanders. Let's. And I'm just going to grab Juna and just be like, let's let let's let's follow the party line. Okay, the family line. And I recognize, of course, that we are all super keen and eager to to learn from you, of course. But we do have, I suppose, like you say jobs to do and be like looking to i'm just gonna get my herbs and incense and charcoal from over here yes yes make a quick um investigation check juna <gasps> Natural this is crazy you have the, you have the hey. best look of the cast <laughs> so as the uh yeah as you sort of go to the, the the cabinet you 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 open it up and whilst a lot of the things are a little bit more sort of pain relief uh and that kind of thing you do find probably about 30 gold pieces worth of um the the kind of herbs that you've Frank been using find. in your find familiar rituals 
So yeah, you know, you're like, ah, great. And you just take an entire... Thank you, baby David, for giving me surplus. He is a benevolent DM. That's right, with a natural 20. Um, yeah, like, it's it's quite a, a hefty little box. <laughs> I assume you just take the whole lot. Yeah, and I put it in the tea caddy. And yeah, Quanta is almost like ignoring you by this point. She sees that you're all leaving and is just returning to the, the patient that she's got in front of her. As she's leaving, I'm going to, like, sneakily, like, hold her hand out, um, focus on it from, from a third... Um, possible cast of prestidigitation in this manner. I'm trying to Im- imagine, because I don't know what I'm doing really, mm-hmm. um, conjuration magic into mm-hmm. the sigil and see what happens. As you're sort of looking at it, you do realise that if you want anything to happen with these two sigils that you've marked, you would need to, in a mechanical sense, use a spell slot. You'd have to pump in a lot more magic than than just a cantrip level's worth. Like, you do try with a little bit of prestidigitation, but mm-hmm. Like, whilst you feel it, like, almost get a little bit fuzzy in your hand, nothing happens. Mm. I think I will stop precious mm. two spell slots. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, for a warlock, that's, that's a tricky thing to do. Yeah. Do, do, I, do I see what Enkidu's doing? No, he's been fairly, like, fairly sneaky about, like, yeah. doing this all outside. And especially with you just having found, like, this that's huge true, that's true, of, like, yeah. herbs and stuff. You're, you're more happy with that. Yeah, Keep yeah, yeah. your natural 20 uh, to yeah. yourself, I'm, like, one miss. step away from making a smudge <laughs> stick. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Cog also sort of, like, leaves with you. And, and he's like, well, I'm going to get back to work before she uh, cuts my arm off. So... If you need me, I'll be downstairs. And he sort of wanders, sort of flip-flops with his slippers. One final question just before you leave. Yeah. There isn't a family tree around anywhere, is there? Um, You could ask Erida, but not like a written up one that I know of. Oh, wow. Good good thought. Thanks, Cog. No worries. Yeah, I'll be downstairs. We'll see you later, Coggy. He sort of walks over to the little platform. Uh, It's like, Erida, basement, please. And like the lines appear in the floor and he just starts sinking into it. Did you see that? She had blades in her... What? She had blades for fingers. She's a robot. She's... What? What's a robot? She's not got thoughts. Erida and Quanta, neither of them got thoughts. Yeah, you're right. They've got aspirations and dreams and amazing ideas, my God. Mm. Giving her a very knowing look like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fine. Way above... Thoughts. Like... Yes, of course. Higher being thoughts, one would say. Yes. So, um, um, what's our plan then, everyone? Are we going to continue our exploration, or are we going to proceed with going into the trial? I would like to go back to Gwen's room and discuss our hopes and dreams on the paper like before. Yes. I mean, would any of us like to take this opportunity to make anything as we're welcome to work on designs? Yes. Yeah. Uh, We can do that on the paper as well, of course, but maybe there's some way that we could, you know, use our skills, seeing as we're here. Yeah. I like that idea a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want to come to mine? You do have a bigger room. Oh, I don't know if it's bigger. It's just, it's just, it looks a little bigger when you first go in and it's probably just the way it's laid out or something. Laid out bigger. It's just maybe the bed's smaller, so it makes the room look bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's sized for me. Maybe. You all, uh, yeah, pass down through the, uh, the the grand hall again toward the personal studios. Uh, again, as you approach, this time the wall just opens up by itself uh, and you wander in down the corridor to Orin's room. Passing Gaius' room on the way. Uh, but once you're all in, sort of the door closes behind you 
breather. Even though you, you kind of feel like you're still being watched, there is a, a momentary sigh of relief. Just just being in a room with the five of you without any other <laughs> golems wandering around. Without Quanta nearby. Oh. Um. Juno is just going to go in the corner and just like mix shit up. Get the herbs on the go. Find some sort of cauldron. She's like off in her own world. Finding familiar solidly. <laughs> Gwendolyn's brain is hurting so she flops on the bed for a bit um, Orin's gonna spend 10 minutes if he can charging up the goggles of magical detection again because mm-hmm. he would quite like to try and scan around the room with them and just see if he can figure out if there is something detecting stuff in the room actually do does anyone have any like paint I've got my disguise kit and my forgery kit <laughs> uh, Miss Sickthorn do, can I borrow like a some sort of paint or makeup brush or something yeah sure have some eyeshadow <laughs> okay um i think the pink would suit some... you in do um yes thank you miss Thorne. am i confused but orange what do you like is the question something uh, you got something in orange luckily i've got some orange here so with your pink and your orange inkido you go ahead with your project <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> one of my knives to Gwendolyn. I'll, get, I'll take the one I've got left. Um, I'm going to write the bottom half of the sigil on the blade, wherever, wherever it shows up, and view the top half onto my palm mm-hmm. again. I'm going to focus in, and it's like, it's like mm-hmm. casting prestidigitation. I'm going to try and imbue it with magic, so I will spend the spell slot. See what happens. Mm. As you're sort of prepping that, Orin, you finish sort of fiddling with your goggles and you notice a uh, a divination essence coming from a, a space just above the door. Just above the door. Yeah, you can't see anything there, but there is a divination uh, power source or something. Magical energy just floating above the doorway. Mm. And Kidu, as you start charging up this spell slot, sort of the, the arcane energy, like through the, the, the sigil in your hand, concentrating on the the knife... Have you, have you got it close to you? Have you got it further away? Where have you... I've purposely put it away from me, on the ground, and I'm raising my left arm, which which has the symbol on its hand, into here, and then I'm going to lower my hand to see what happens. So as you charge this arcane energy into this half sigil in your hand and lower it down, the knife moves. It doesn't come closer... It doesn't mm. sort of bamf over to your hand in any way. But as you move your hand in a similar way, the knife starts like edging its way along the floor, mm. almost as if you have hold of it in some strange esoteric way. Just like, like scoots along the floor. like, And then as you sort of pull your hand back a little bit, it sort of scoots back to where it was. And obviously, Oren, as, <laughs> as Enkidu is doing this, you get a ping of conjuration magic between the two. You can almost see a slight tether between them. Oh, well, you don't know they. I came across a, a particular part of arcane magic some years ago called sympathy. It allows two objects not physically connected to each other to have an effect on each other. Sort of like um, what happens when you have um, matching poles of magnets together. Sort of like that. So you imbue both ends with uh, conjuration magic and you apply it. I've never seen it done, but... Uh, Ever since I've seen the prosthetic hands, I've had that thought in my head that something or someone was controlling these. Something powerful, of course, was controlling their prosthetic limbs from afar. 
So I thought I'd maybe give it a try if I knew the, the markings. Mm. Wow. I know. What a cool family we're part of. <laughs> Looking at Guy. <laughs> Here's the thing. I didn't use the life of an animal or an element to do it. I just, I just wrote some symbols down and used my own energy. And for a simple trick like this, what does it cost to animate, you know? Maybe this is closer to the new energy that they're going to be using, whatever that is. Yeah. You don't get energy from nothing. With magic, you can pretty much make this effect pretty easily. Why go from magic to elementals and now to whatever they're using now? How do we know they started with magic? I don't think we'll know uh, answers to these questions until we have a higher clearance, is the thing. We just don't have enough information at the moment to, you know, answer questions like this. It's definitely worth knowing that uh, these experiments produce results. And while everyone's going to be tinkering away, Guy is also quite beat and his head is starting to hurt as well. So he's going to plonk himself alongside Gwendolyn just on the bed, just... (laughs) And zonk out for a bit. Yeah, I imagine when Gwendolyn spoke then, she like had her face in the pillow. She's like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounded really inviting, actually, that sound. So he just like cuddles up to Gwendolyn. <laughs> yeah, having a little nap. Yeah, so it takes uh, an hour for Find the Familiar, yes. the whole ritual yeah, to go yeah. through. Obviously, everybody else has sort of done other things, but essentially you will have short rest whilst you're in here. Oh, yeah. question, DM. The proportion of objects I try to manipulate were different. So did it actually cost me a spell slot to use the knife? Yes, it did. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, it's interesting that, like, even, like, it's a, obviously a much smaller thing, but the the effort that you had to put in was still quite large. Oh, wow. It didn't, it didn't have, like you saw, it didn't have a huge sort of reaction, but the energy that, yeah, you you pumped in was, was just enough to tie them loosely. And with Orin's, again, looking through the goggles, like, it was quite a loose connection for what it was. But yeah, essentially, after a short rest anyway, you've gotten that spell slot back. So <laughs> it's all good. Um, so after, after an hour, Elekanamanamanatunatuelekanaman, and um, Ruana emerges from the embers as an owl. An owl? Oh, cool. What kind of owl? Like a sort of, you know, those owls that have the feathers that look like wise eyebrows? Yeah. yeah. I don't know my owls very well. <laughs> mm. Is that a horned owl? We'll say yeah. that. Sounds yeah. familiar. That sounds sure. right. Great horned owl, yeah. Nice. Yeah. If I'm being honest, in yeah. my head, it's um, like she looks like an owl version of the mechanical owl from Clash of the Titans. That was the inspiration. Bubo? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Chris is holding up a picture of an owl, which we'll maybe share on the social media or, or use your imaginations. patrons get special access to what a horned owl looks like get your money's worth or google (laughs) google is your friend damn it grace (laughs) google our Um, patreon google our patreon Ah. or or just um erida it instead (laughs) she knows all the answers erida tm tm Mm. erida versus alexa so yeah after the rest you realize that like, yeah, in one corner of the room, there is stuff to make food if you want it. There's like uh, stuff to make drinks. There's a tap, a, a little sink and all the rest of it. 
from the sounds of it, June has used the cauldron in her ritual, so you might need to give that a wash before you cook anything. <laughs> yeah, are you staying in the room? Are you going to go exploring anymore? Are you going to... What's your plans? What's the chats? I would really um... like to write down a hope or a dream, if that's all right. Oh, yes. yes. Let's get some paper. <laughs> so June is going to write down, I am scared. If we take this test, we will be turned into robots. And she folds it over and hands it to Gwen. Uh, Gwen replies, I don't think that'll happen with the next test. Uh, I think it's just the superior one, the third test. Fingers crossed would be okay with the second? Hands it back to Juna, but showing everyone. Guy would like to raise his finger and just be like, oh, I'll add to this because I was thinking about my dream. And actually, I want to include <laughs> I want to include Gwen and Juna in, in my dream. Well, quite. We are, we are a, a wing thruple after all. While this is going on, Oren's going to get another bit of paper and just start drawing something, just FYI. The advantage that we have over others who have done the test and maybe become golems is that we know this could happen. So that's a comfort for the next test, not this one now. I'm just going to just pass it back to Juna. She writes down, I don't like these people at all. Apart from when we gave, they gave me the herbs. <laughs> Guy writes, LOL, same. <laughs> <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> Lots of love. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's genuinely what my grandma thinks LOL stands for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gwendolyn uh, writes a question to everyone to be, um, do we think we'll discover more from doing the next test. And Kidu would... No, who just nod? Who just yeah. nod? Guy will also nod along with that. And is it worth it? She writes underneath. And Kidu will write, danger, increasingly likely, but what other option is there? Free the animals, break the codex, kill everyone and run. That I wrote that down. <laughs> Guy, Guy just goes, <laughs> just starts writing... Not the job we were sent for. <laughs> yeah. I'm not cool with that. God, I've gone rogue tonight. Um, Juna just stands up, turns around, and like pulls her, her like top up and her trousers down so she shows him her tattoo. Like the main flower one. Oh, I thought <laughs> chaos. <laughs> um, Gwendolyn puts like, if we're going to release the animals, we can't just let them descend outside. We've already been told that won't be good for the ecosystem. We've got to do that carefully. We've got to think about it. And Kudu writes, use golems. We have, have sigil. They can do the work. Mm. Guy also writes then down, how do we get to that point without giving the game away? Also, exit plan? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> yeah. More the facility below, he's responding. More options we have of seeing where to escape from. More authority to move and speak freely. Gwendolyn writes, we have been told we can leave any time. We could leave now. With secrets of robots, he writes in big capitals. <laughs> no, but he writes one other thing. Thing to consider. Corrigan's reaction after seeing... Swiss army hands. Actually, Swiss is not a word that exists in this world, of course. But um, <laughs> I've seen icebreaker army hands. Icebreaker. Army. Yeah, icebreaker army hands. Guy will write. So test, and then he'll draw a little two columns, 
one labeled yes, one labeled no, and pass it around. Uh, well, well, some of that writing has been going on. Just mm-hmm. Orange had a bit of paper. If he may use his magical tinkering to try and well, they've been writing to try and stand up near the arcane thing that's looking at the room, and then quickly like sketch out a drawing of the room using his magical tinkering on a bit of paper. Sure. And then see if he can find a way of <gasps> sticking it in front of the <laughs> arcane camera. Oh my god, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, okay, well, with your magical tinkering, is it yeah. an exact replica of the room know. that you can make? It or says, is it just... It says, a static visual effect appears on one of the object surfaces. The effect can be a picture, up to 25 words of text, lines and shapes, or a mixture of these elements as you like. No, I'll allow that. So it's a static picture. Yeah. Of everybody stood around the table. Yeah. 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 Cool. The door the door is perhaps a little bit high for Orin. But like the group does kind of see what he's been doing and like is weirdly like reaching for to try and stick a bit of or get a bit of paper up if anybody wants to assist. Yeah, I'll go assist Orin. Uh yeah, so Gwendolyn approaches you, Orin. Very stealthily. She's yeah, Pretty everyone's much. still passing the, the the other note between between the group, and she kind of uh, goes down on a knee to give him a knee to step up onto. I will step up onto Gwen's knee if I can, mm-hmm. and then attempt to. Can you make a sleight of hand check, please? Get to the top. <laughs> Nineteen. Nineteen. It's pretty. It's pretty swift. You're pretty sure you've done it in less than a second. As a bit of paper, just. Hanging from the ceiling in front of, in front of this this energy, and then I'll just come back to the others and be like, pointing at the bit of paper, doing a thumbs up. <laughs> and Keely will like, cup his hands and make them touch as if to like simulate someone speaking. Shrug his shoulders. As and Orange's going to shake ask, his head. Can we? New, we can be heard. <laughs> <laughs> Guy will tap the <laughs> piece of paper with the two columns on it, yes or no. Next trial. And Kitty will tap, yes. Gwendolyn's going to write, I want to be as prepared as possible. Then yes. Gwendolyn adds a third column. <laughs> <laughs> um, Orin will put a little tick in, yeah. Gina gives the paper back to Guy. Cool, and just, just gives a nod. To everyone, just like, okay. Taps on Gwendolyn's comment and just gives a thumbs up. So, I am going to have a little nap. Yes, we're going to um, get ourselves ready for this challenge. Uh, perhaps we need everyone well rested and um, anything that we think might be useful to bring with us in there. I wonder if there's a way I can sharpen some of these chisels. What did you want to use the chisels for? Is there anything like on the wall or anything like? Uh, yeah, there's a few like sort of notice boards and things, not necessarily with anything on, but more ready for people to pin up designs and. So she's gonna like get the chisel, the ready. She's feeling the weight of it, and she kind of wants to like throw it. That when it's flipping, it'll then like pierce into the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what she's gonna uh, try and do. Yeah, uh, make a make an attack roll. It's a natural one, guys. Oh, oh. I mean. 
You can't miss the wall, right? <laughs> she can't She's even. She's never used with... a chisel before, to be yeah. honest. Exactly. It's more, yeah. it's more like, yeah, trying to get used to the balance of the, uh, the chisel. But as you throw it, um, <laughs> oh, no. it bounces straight off of the board, like starts spinning back at you, you duck, and it just like impales the bit of paper that Orange just put up. Gwendolyn flops back on the bed. She's gone. <laughs> She's blushing. She feels really embarrassed. I just wanted to make a weapon. Oh, okay, well, okay, Gwen, maybe I, I gave you a knife. Something I for you. I wanted more. I oh. gave you a knife. We're in a place where we make things. Exactly. Yeah. Why we'll not take you... advantage of being able to make things? Yeah, so don't throw the chisel at the wall. We'll make no, you something what's better. what's going on? Why did you do that? Because I wanted it to work. Can I have my knife back, please? Yeah, she gives it back. <laughs> she just keeps her head in the bed. We'll get you something you can use properly. But I thought it me. would be good. But you had a knife. Why did you chuck a chisel at the wall? Because I wanted to make the chisel into a weapon. How is that so hard to grasp? Chisels are... Oh, okay. Okay, I get it. <laughs> if it was sharp, it would have been better. Juna's going to go. Juna's going to pick it out of the wall, give it back to Gwen and say, try again. No. no! Does the paper fall no. off? I mean, maybe we'll just put the chisel. Yeah, the paper is like floating to the floor. Let's put this back Akita in the door. Akita will roll over to the, the paper, crumple it um, in his hands, and then incinerate it with prestidigitation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ashes in the bin. What are we doing to prepare then, gang? Sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and we're fine. Cool. <laughs> we're fine. But we've just had a rest while we were talking, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've all just had a short rest. So it's basically, if anyone needs a long rest to like recuperate any spell slots and things, <laughs> like Gwendolyn said, if anybody like wants to make something quickly to take yeah. in with them, now's the time. Essentially, I wouldn't mind making making something and a nap. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine for the nap. To be honest, <laughs> oh, more making something. But yeah, over the next uh, eight hours, uh, how are each of you sort of preparing yourselves? I'm going to have a sleep and send Ruana off a fly-in to see if she can stealthily see anything. Make a, First of all, make a stealth check for Ruana. That's with her stats, isn't it? Eleven. Eleven. So whilst she makes it out of the door f- from Orin's room, as she's flying down the corridor, back towards the, uh, the door, the entrance sort of wall to the personal studios... Nothing opens. She Whoa, flies sort of door okay. to door to door, and none of none of it is recognizing her as as a wingthrop, essentially. So okay, even when fair. she flies back to Orin's room, it doesn't open back up for her. She's just sat outside of it, taps on it with her beak. Juno will let her back in. Well, no, she won't, because yeah. Juno will be asleep in Orin's room. Sure. Whoever's awake can hear hear a little like tap tap tap. I'll, I'll, I'll run to the door. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just an owl open. sat on the floor. <laughs> and I pick, I pick her up. She raises <laughs> one look, like feathery eyebrow. <laughs> and I'll look down the corridors. Make sure, like, do I see any, anyone or anything walking? Nope. Nope, there doesn't seem to be anyone around. I quickly shut the door. I'm like, you stay where we can see you. You are not to go anywhere <laughs> that you are not sent <laughs> Just, just stay here. Stay here. Ruana just sort of hangs around on his shoulder for the rest of the time. She loves the main key, dude. Yeah, anybody else doing anything? Orin making stuff? 
Yeah, Orin's got a couple of things that he'd like to make if he's having a, a bit of a long rest. Um, so there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of stuff here. So for a start, he'd quite like to swap his infusion. So he's going to swap out one of his infusions for... Mm-hmm. So he's going to take apart... He's been sitting there for a while taking part his goggles of night and has been fiddling with a dart for a couple of hours instead. Um, mm-hmm. And then once he's done that if he's got a bit of time he might have a little nap in a bit but if he's got a bit of time he might also then get out the bottled smoke ingredients that he bought before back in Vernock Rise yeah open up his book that Juna gave him of basic alchemy for beginners um, and sit at the table and I assume there's some alchemy kit in the in the drawers and things there's a yeah there's a little bit of it not necessarily a whole set but yeah enough to go on with yeah, and so he's going to try and see if he can follow the steps to make the bottled smoke. Cool. Are you currently proficient with alchemical supplies? I am. In which case, make a intelligence roll with your proficiency as well. Thank you. 28. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Yeah. No, sorry. Uh, sorry, that's a total lie. 38. No. <laughs> that's 53. a total lie. 53. What did I say? 28. Yeah, 28. That's right. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Oh, no. oh, yeah, no, it is 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, so actually, like, with the instructions in front of you and, like, the little bit of alchemical toying that you've done with yourself, you're like, oh, it's that reaction. You pour chemical with chemical, burn the little thing, pour the whole lot into the bottle, put the cork on, give it a little shake, and then suddenly, like, the whole thing just reacts and you've got a little little bottle of glass bottle of smoke. Oh. Whoa. Okay. Mm. okay. That's really that is that is a good instruction book. That is easy to follow. Nice. Mm. Must remember to tell Juno. Oh, she's asleep. I can't turn her a bit. <laughs> Why is there an owl? What's going? Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. And with uh, that done, then he'll he'll curl up somewhere and sleep. If Juno's on the bed, he'll just find a little corner somewhere. Settle in. Nice. Um, yeah, guys, Enkidu, Gwendolyn, are you preparing anything or just like resting up, basically? I'm just gonna show my book of the arcane just reading up on spells and stuff and just just occupying my time bit of study nice yeah are there any books in the workshop there are some uh sort of basic textbooks they look a little bit more in line with like as you sort of you pick one up it's it's more like a like mechanical manuals for like specific pressures and like equations like engineering equations almost it goes completely over Gaius's head. He's studied, but like this is not necessarily an area that he is. But yeah, it's 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 basically taking a small peek into like Orin's mind is the impression. I think that for you him, get. it's it's more that like <laughs> he is finding it really difficult to go to sleep because of all that's going on around him. He's very overstimulated, so he thinks, "Ah, I'll read some of mm. this," and within five minutes, he falls asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've all read it's that like, textbook, haven't we? We're just like. Yeah. <laughs> He, he maybe gets to the second page. Thunk. Head in book. <laughs> uh, and Gwendolyn, are you, are you, what's, what are you doing? Gwendolyn's going to go back to her room and she is going to look at the shelves of tools. She's going to look at the little box of chisels and like a cat, you know, the cat when it just pushes the thing off the side. She's just going <laughs> to push the chisels onto the floor and then kick the box that they were in. And um, she, she was like, she starts like taking things out of her bag and she's just like looking through things and she's frustrated and like feeling really pent up and blah, 
and then she uh, she finds like her wooden fan like to cool herself down so she's gonna start like using that to like she just distract herself and like as she's holding the fan she starts to like starts to play with it like kind of like throwing it up and catching it and it kind of turns into um some exercises and training and she kind of starts to like see if she could use the fan as a weapon and then she's like no that's stupid but then she keeps on playing a bit and so she then uh she sticks her head out the door and she calls for Erida. There's a, a small chime. As soon as she say Erida's name, there's a chime uh, at the doorway to the whole uh, personal studios. She, she, she kind of goes out um, to, like following the chime to try and find her. Yeah. And as soon as you sort of come to that tea section, Erida is stood there and is like, yes, Gwendolyn, how can I help? Uh, hello, Erida. I, I, I was wondering um, if there was any way I could make a metal version of this and she holds up her fan yes that's quite possible would I be able to get the materials to try and do that yes what materials will you be requiring um I would need some lightweight uh, metal I think um mithril that is what I that's because that's the only thing she can remember (laughs) (laughs) yes yes mithril please um and I would uh, require a way to um uh, mithril sheets please and I would like to be able to have a um web uh, a tool that will help me to uh, cut and make the staves um and I imagine some sort of hinge perhaps I'd also like to make it quite sharp I believe your fellow recruits have some mithril that you can use of course. That's oh, they know. Uh, a very good... But how would I make it into sheets? If you pass me that mithril, I can secure them into sheets for you. Okay, I'll I'll go check they're not using it for any other designs. Of course. Gwendolyn kind of sheepishly goes back to the room where everyone's sleeping. When Gwendolyn comes back in, uh, if Orin's still up working on stuff at the table... Can he just shout over to Gwendolyn? Uh, Gwendolyn, have you got one of those uh, darts that you used? Yes, yes, Can I here just you borrow go. it just for a bit? Hang on, of course. sorry. Give it uh, back. Okay, sorry, carry on. I was just wondering, I, I, I've I, had an idea to make something, um, but I would need the mithril if uh, if you guys haven't got another idea for it. I think it was in the tea caddy. Look around for the tea caddy. <laughs> um, should I wake everyone else up and ask if they're okay with me taking it? I'd just take it, to be honest. Will you defend me if they're not happy about it? Yeah, it's better just to borrow things up front and then just like, once you've made a cool thing with them, then people don't seem to mind. Like you did with Aggie? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Artificer's code. <laughs> Consent. <laughs> very, very big word. Consent. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Not into that. Not into, into worrying Thieves. about who owns Thieves. the particular thing. For the sake of science. <laughs> so, yeah, Gwendolyn goes into the caddy, gets the mithril. Does she need to roll for that? It depends. Has Juna just left the caddy out? Or? Yeah, probably, actually. Has <laughs> <laughs> Juna fallen asleep hugging her two Yeah, caddy? no, she yeah. wouldn't have done that. Gwendolyn no. just, like, whispers to Juna, I'm taking the mithril. Thanks, everyone. She puts a chisel in there instead. (laughs) (laughs) Oi, stop moving my chisels around. (laughs) Oh my God, if Juna leaves with that chisel, she'll never know. She'll die. (laughs) 
Because they clearly know what is in there. Yep. <laughs> well, at least now Gwendolyn's basically getting permission to use it, if Erida's letting her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, do you return You return to Erida with the... Yes. With a sort of bar of mithril? Yes. We thought we'd hold on to it because, you know, we, we, we're trying to be um, resourceful and industrious whilst we're here. Of course. Of course. Um, what do I do with it? I'll take it off of your hands. It should take 24 hours to convert into sheets for you. Oh, uh, that, that long? Uh, will I definitely get it back? Yes, of course. Oh, good, because I, I think it'll be really good invention and I want to do my best by the Wingthrup family, of course. Yes, we like to encourage our young recruits to design and experiment to their heart's content. Thank you. You're welcome. Erida, why did you call me Carhilda? So again, a slight like computational look on her face. It stays perfectly still. You are known as Carhilda. By who? I cannot say. Please? That information is restricted to higher ranking oh, family members. Oh, she's so annoying. But you are a higher ranking family member. Unfortunately, you are not a higher ranking family member. Okay. Thank you, Erida takes the bar and just stands there staring she doesn't blink <laughs> quite mm. off-putting she kind of walks backwards like kind of she doesn't quite feel like you know like you're supposed to like keep your eye contact with the queen or whatever. <laughs> isn't it i'm sure it's in some like so she's just like keeping eye contact as so she's like walking back and kind of doing occasional curtsies as she goes because <laughs> she's not sure i'm finding david playing erida just very unnerving yeah <laughs> for our listeners it's so weird because he becomes instantly static as opposed to his normal self I just I just press pause on my Zoom screen. That's all. <laughs> you're just holding up a paper image in front of your camera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but once you're far enough back, the door closes, um, and you don't have to bow or scrape anymore. Bit deflated, she kind of heads back to her room. She goes to sleep. So after a long rest, sort of eight hours or so, you all gather back together, slowly and surely. Are you heading straight to the test? Are you going to go exploring anymore? Do anyone want a snack? I'll eat my croissants. <laughs> they are moldy Oh yeah, those pa- that's what like a couple of weeks now that you've had those pastries. Oh gosh, yeah. I incinerate them. <laughs> <laughs> Gwen, just before we go in, uh hang on. Thought you might want this for the day. Uh I might need to borrow it again tonight. I'm not sure if I might need to reuse some of the components. And he's gonna pass over the dart that he's been tinkering with before he went to bed last night with um <laughs> i just have a really terrible idea it's just got a really long elastic band attached to it essentially sort of that's what it looks like but okay. with a slight arcane kind of like twang around what clearly could slightly be an elastic band maybe <laughs> um uh, give it a throw uh, okay um stand back everyone uh she's aiming for where she aimed for before and that gets a um a, a 19 to hit oh. the yeah. i mean that's board. more than enough to to embed itself into the notice board for a moment before there's a, a slight with a, a little almost elastic twanging sound you'd look down at your hand and you're holding the dart <gasps> that is so cool that's amazing so it just comes back to me yeah I reckon it's probably a little bit more attacky and damaging as well than it was before. Some would say plus one <laughs> if you wanted to try and quantify it in some way. Oh, Ori, 
Orin, this is fantastic. And she gives Orin a huge hug. Uh, oh, uh, and a kiss uh, okay. on the forehead. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, I love weapons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I say, I might need to take it apart again tonight. But, you can do whatever uh, you like to it, Orin. Uh, this is fantastic. But anyway, for today, just in case we need a bit of help. Yay. <laughs> you have a plus one returning weapon. That's so cool. Thank you. That is you. really cool. Yeah. That's, that's hefty. Yeah. Uh, who's calling Erida then? Oh, Erida. <laughs> Again, you hear a chime down the corridor. Oh, by the way, everyone, I borrowed the mithril. I haven't got it back yet. I'll explain later. <laughs> When you're meant to say after you've made the thing. I don't have it yet. Okay. <laughs> step out down the corridor. And the door opens to the uh, to the main hall again and Erid has stood there. Hello, how can I be of assistance? I think we're ready to take the next stage of our tests, Erida. Wonderful. Will you all be taking part in the advancement test? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Please follow me. Oh, just before we go. Just out of interest, Erida. You haven't yes. got a family tree at all, have you? Uh, me and Guy were just a bit curious, is all. I'm sorry, that information is restricted to higher oh. family members. <sighs> if you pass the advancement test, you'll be able to access the codex. This next test, we can access the codex afterwards? Yes. What's in the codex? A family tree. Just a family tree? And other information. You'll need to pass the advancement test first. Please follow me. Okay. And she turns on her heel, walks at the other end of the hall sort of stands in front of the, the wall there and turns and says are you all ready? Nope. Guy cracks his neck and goes let's do this thing come on I've been waiting for this I'm ready yeah come on then alright <laughs> okay and she turns looks at the wall uh, and the wall that you'd exited from the maze opens up again to reveal five corridors separated by glass panels please each take a separate corridor anyone? yes any corridor you prefer. You say prefer. What's the difference between the five? There is no difference between each of the corridors. But what's on the other side of them will be different, right? There is no difference between any of the corridors. I don't think we're going to know any more about the uh, what's on the other side, guys. And he's just going to start strutting towards the uh, one on the far left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Juno will go next to him. I'll go next to Juno in the middle. I'll, I'll also, just before I go in, have a look for an Aggie-shaped corridor and then just sort of Usher Aggie in to follow me. And Ruana is coming with me, unless otherwise instructed. Gwendolyn's really scared. Juna comes back and sort of, like, holds her shoulders. As Juna goes to return, as you come to the end of the corridor, there is just a, a force wall there <gasps> that does not let you leave. To, like, she tries to send a, a message to Gwendolyn and say, you've got this, Gwen. Does she see them, like, disappear no, so as far as I can tell, everybody, uh, Gaius, Juno, and yep. Orin have entered. Is that right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've entered. They've only gotten a few spaces. And like you can see right the way down the corridor, it's well lit, apart from being separated by these glass panels. Uh, but as Juno's come back, you do see the fact that she can't leave. Juno tries her best to look like calm and collected and smiley, even though she is wigging out. <laughs> Grace here, keeping you updated with all things No Small Roles related. First up, a big thank you to you, 
dearest rollers for the fab questions you sent in for Daryl and Vicky this week. A special thank you goes out to substitute question master, superfan Hannah, who expertly kept Sam's hosting seat warm. We look forward to sharing episode eight of No Small Questions with you all very soon. Lots of questions came in through the Discord this month. If you've not checked it out, it is a great place to chat with fellow No Small Roles fans and the cast. So if you'd like to join the growing community, check out the link in the show notes. Now, the eagle-eared amongst you will have noticed I made a little faux pas in last episode's announcements, saying David instead of Daryl. A small error, but something we'd usually notice before releasing an episode. So it gave us pause for thought, realising that we might be a little overwhelmed with juggling the return to work alongside putting no small roles together. We are, of course, delighted to be busy working actors. And so to make sure we can continue to give each episode of No Small Roles the attention it deserves, we have decided to adjust the release schedule to help support our melting brains. So in July and August, we'll be releasing two main storyline episodes per month, which will wrap up the Wingthrop arc before we then have a much needed break in September. We of course truly love playing these characters and the adventures we have with them. So we'll be working out the most sustainable way to keep bringing you more exciting episodes of No Small Roles. Now if you love listening to No Small Roles as much as we love making it and you want to show your support for the show you can do that in a number of ways. You could write us a review on iTunes, Podchaser or even on our Facebook page. You can tell your friends about us and you can subscribe to our Patreon where we have a range of goodies and membership levels to suit all. Check us out at www.patreon.com forward slash no small roles. That's all from me for now. Let's get you back to the story. Gwendolyn looks at Enkidu and says, are we going to regret this? No, we're not, because we are going through this trial separately but together and there's another side to Corridor we can't go back on our decisions but we can see it through okay see you on the other side I guess of course Gwendolyn goes in um, Akili's going to watch her go in just to make sure she doesn't look back or turn, try to turn back and then does he enter into the last corridor or just watch he's going to watch for a bit to make sure she's gone in before he goes in himself. Cool. So from left to right, Gaius, Juna, Orin, Gwendolyn, and Kidi. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah baby. <laughs> Wonderful. Once you're all inside, the wall starts closing behind you. I feel physically sick. Yeah, me too. It's horrible. <laughs> it's so horrible. And like I said, it is well lit. You can see each other very, very clearly. Mm. And you can hear each other mm. uh, oh. as you're sort of walking along. You can hear each other's footsteps. Each corridor is about 65 feet in length. And as you reach the end of it, uh, you just find a wall, an obsidian wall with a triangular symbol in the center of it at the end of each and every corridor. Triangular symbol. Does it look like the Wingthrop sigil? Yeah. Yeah. Without without the three gears at each corner. Uh, it's just a, a sort of a, a blue triangle in that same kind of like uh, arcane style that they've got showing up on the wall. Guy, I'll press it. Okay, so as Gaius touches his, 
Gaius, who is up the far left, everybody else can see that his the glass on his corridor blacks out. <gasps> Guy? Gaius, you can no longer hear anybody else. You can't... You see that your, your corridor has been blacked out. You can't see anybody else either. Four other triangles appear on the wall. And they say, Juna, Orin, Gwendolyn, and Enkidu. Then you hear the phrase, please rank your fellow recruits in order of congeniality. And four pins appear on the wall in front of you. One, two, three, four. Pins? Yeah, as if you could take the triangles with their names on and hook them onto these pins. Um, congeniality. Guy's going to think about that and then go... Okay, nothing poisonal. He's going to take Gwendolyn's. He's going to put it on the one I assume that indicates the most congenial. And then he'll take Juna's, put on the next one. And then Kidu's and Orin at the end. Stole my motherfucking mithril. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't say that. He doesn't care. <laughs> oh, my God. Congenial means, like, polite and stuff, Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like friendly. Like friendly, has manners. Most like you. Yeah, yeah. Follows yeah. a code. Someone you can take a liking oh. to. Yeah. That's what I thought, but I just wanted to double check. Yeah. My entire knowledge of the word congeniality is from the film Miss Congeniality. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Thank you, Sandra Bullock. That and Drag Race. <laughs> Dictionary.com says the quality of being agreeable, suitable, or pleasant. Yeah. And you've ranked Gwendolyn, Juna, and Kidu Orin. Is that right? So, the rest of you outside, mm. you hear the question. Oh. He is spilling that tea. <laughs> dish, dish. <laughs> dish, dish. As you hear the question, there's a brief moment, and then crackling energy starts filling up the end of your corridor. Huh? My corridor. Nope. Juna, mm-hmm. yours takes up probably about five feet's worth. Enkidu, yours, ten feet. And Orin probably guess about 15 feet of your corridor is gone with this cerulean arcane energy just blasting out suddenly and completely blocking view of the wall at the other end and gaius's wall is clear again the uh, the question on the wall in front of you gaius has has vanished and so is the triangular button okay this is what happened and i relay everything that happened okay there's a lot of crackling energy yep, in my cheese. should i be worried about this june is gonna press her triangle knowing what she needs to do i think we need to back it's what you hear <laughs> <Gwendolyn> say. <laughs> Juna's, uh, yeah, whole corridor suddenly blocks off. Uh, Gaius, you lose sight of everybody else further down the corridor. What the hell? Oh, yeah, she's in between. And Juna, four triangles appear with everybody else's names on. Four pins mm-hmm. appear. And everybody hears the words, please rank your fellow recruits in order of apathy. So she is going to rank... We definitely should have planned this, but that's not what Juna was ready. Uh, she's going to rank Orin top, then Enkidu, then Gwen, then Guy at the bottom. So, whilst everybody hears the question, suddenly the corridors start filling up again. Uh, Enkidu, you've probably lost now a total of 15 feet altogether. Uh, Gwendolyn, you've lost 10 feet. And Gaius, uh, 15 feet of yours also just suddenly gets filled with this crackling energy. It, it is loud as well. Mm. You can hear each other still, but it's, it's, it's getting loud the more oh th- this energy is coming in. Did you say that each corridor was 75 feet long? 65. 65. The walls uh, on Juna's corridor are clear again, and you can see her. So, sorry, so how many feet in Orin's? So there's 15 feet gone from Gaius, Orin, and Enkidu, Uh five feet from Juna, and 10 feet from Gwendolyn. Okay. Okay, yeah, total of 30. Orin's going to say, okay, looks like I didn't lose any corridor that time. 
Can we tell how much has gone from each one? Um, trying to make a quick, yeah, scan of everybody else's. Mm. Uh, you can tell that Gaius, Oren, and Enkidu, you've roughly about the same same level. Yeah. Okay. Like, the viewpoint is slightly skewed by these glass uh, barriers mm. between you all. But, yeah, you can tell. So it looks like we've got to share, you know, share the load, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I haven't got yeah. much. You can give me some more. Same here. Yeah. Okay. So we, um, we're losing... Well, we're losing, what, about 30 feet of corridor every time we do this. Yeah, yeah. 15, isn't it? 30 feet, because we lose 15. 10 and 5. 10 and 5. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, you mean in total? Yeah. In total, we're losing about 30 feet. So we have to think about this really carefully right now. Do we think we all have to press this thing? Uh, Guy, uh, Gina, have you still got the thing in front of you? Don't press it. Have we? No, both of your triangles have disappeared. they've disappeared. We're out of the contenders. So, in theory, then, we have how many rounds left we've got three rounds meaning there's going to be 90 points that are going to be equally shared so obviously Mm. if we these all get you know majority to one or two people by the final round there's like you know we we could be very careful in the first two rounds but in the final round someone could be zapped based on just that we have to choose someone you know what i mean someone has to get 15 feet so that's why we need to calculate Mm. now this is what guy says in his accent all the way through (laughs) (laughs) we need to calculate now who's going to get what to make sure we get all under 65 yes we we, we could give it to mm. oh couldn't we give it to ourselves you can't give it to yourself no no No, i didn't see my name up i'm very sorry i maybe should have waited no we're we're learning Mm. and you have to uh you have to forge the anvil before swinging the hammer. Mm. That's good. Yeah, I didn't come up with it. Well, I could definitely afford to be the bottom. Yeah, I can be bottom. I could be bottom a couple of times. Yeah, you've got 30 feet left, as long as we then put you on top. Mm. Maybe if Orin or Inki do an extra go, uh, as, uh, you won't take on any more power whilst you're choosing. Okay, I I can go next. Um, I think... Junior, I might have to put your bottom. Yeah, I think put put Guy top because he's not going to skip a go anymore. That's true, yeah. Yeah, Guy can't skip any more goes. So, Guy, I'll put you top. Cool. And Kidu next. Mm-hmm. Gwen and then Juna. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sounds like an idea. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'll press the triangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, Orin's corridor is suddenly blacked out. Same again, you see these four triangles appear with everybody else's names on, four pins to hang them on. And you hear, again, you all hear, please rank your fellow recruits in order of martial prowess. Guy is a well-known swordsman. He took out he took out a table like no one's ever seen. He's definitely number one. Put him at top. He just shouts Um, off in the like the ether. uh, You see that, Enkidu? But Enkidu, of course. uh, Oh, I mean, you should have seen him destroy Gwendolyn in a fight. So he's next. Ah. Uh, Oh no, you can't hear that. (laughs) And then uh, Gwen, though, it was a close second in the fight. So she's next. Uh, Juna, oh, I mean, you wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of that stick, but uh, maybe not the most martial of forces. I'll put her last. And uh, before Orin's uh, corridor sort of becomes clear again, uh, Juna, you gain 15 feet of arcane energy sort of crackling down your corridor. Gwendolyn, you gain another 10, and Enkidu, you gain another 5. Or rather, lose, I suppose. <laughs> lose space. Uh, but then Orin's corridor becomes clear. I'm back. I just told the truth. Nice one, buddy. Well done. Um, just a thought. I think we are going in the right direction, but what if these questions then lay out what we come up against next? Um, well, it's better to survive. Oh, 
Oh gosh, no. Quite possibly, <laughs> but like I'd say, let's 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 cross that bridge when it comes to it. You know. Yeah. Guys, that's the fight the strongest enemy. <laughs> David is pulling the blankest face. David uh, is pulling no. an Erida Wingthrop level oh, blank gosh. face right now. Oh no, we've been worrying about the wrong thing. Yeah, we? it's fine. I can beat anyone in the sword oh. fight, guys. I've got a strength of zero. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other question? Congeniality and apathy. I, I explain my question as well. Which one was apathy. the apathy? Apathy. Apathy. How are they going to test if you're apathetic or not? We don't know. We don't know yet if that's going to be the case. This is we're just this is a hypothetical. No. I just wanted okay. to throw it out there. I definitely oh. put Guy as the most apathetic. Again, I don't know what apathy means. Lazy. Not really giving a... Yeah, not really caring. I'm just doing this for the listeners who might not know what these words are. (laughs) Hey, look, I went on (laughs) dictionary.com earlier. (laughs) I should be doing that rather than just admitting my ignorance, but uh, (laughs) it's character building. Gwen, what did you get in the last one? Uh, So uh, I've about... Looks like about 20 feet filled up with this uh, crackling energy in total. Yeah, we're doing fine. I think me, Juna, and Orin are all about equal pegging, and uh, Guy and, and Kidu have just uh, a little bit less. Uh, no, me and me and Orin have got a little bit less. I mean, yeah. Orin, <laughs> me and Guy have got a little bit less. Yeah, I'm sorry. Orin. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, I wrote the wrong thing on the wrong person. My apologies. It's because the way I wrote Orin kind of looks like Daryl, because um, <laughs> my handwriting's that bad. <laughs> Everyone at the moment is on twenty. Orin and me are on fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that is correct. I was just testing you. With Enkidu and Gwen still to go. Yeah. Yeah, so... We could probably find out. So, yeah, it could be just fairly evenly spread out, but we'll see what the appropriateness is for the next question. Mm. Yeah, okay. Who's going next? Uh, Gwendolyn, you go first. I'll stay. All right. Gwendolyn presses the button. Again, her corridor is blacked out from everybody else's view. And Gwendolyn, you can't hear anybody else. Even the, the crackling of the energy from their corridors seems dampened. But again, four triangles in front of you with their names on, four pins appear uh, to hang them on. Right. Please rank your fellow recruits in order of intelligence. Okay. Huh. Now, both Orin and Guy can afford to take more of this energy, but then if the challenge matches up... Hmm, oh, I should have asked this before I went in. Uh, I'll stick with the plan of what we're doing so far. Okay. Um, so she puts Juno at the top, then in Kidu then Orin, then Guy. Cool. So, uh, Gaius, your corridor has double the amount of arcane energy put into it. So you're up to 30 feet of this crackling. And again, you can't see through it. Um, It's sparking out. You can almost feel the heat of it at this point, even though you are at the far end (laughs) of the the, the corridor. Uh, Juna, uh, you've got a, a total of 20. Orin, you've now got a total of 25. Gwendolyn, obviously, yours doesn't fill in, so you've still only got 20. And in Kidu, you're also up to 25 feet full of crackling energy. And Gwendolyn's uh, corridor suddenly uh, opens up so that everybody can see her again. Well, this is the way to go. This is the way. This is the way. (laughs) (laughs) Put me at the bottom. I don't mind. Um, Yeah, I press the symbol on the wall. Mm -hmm. And again, also, can I just say, I really like how you've lined up in a very specific way down the corridor. Uh, Like... Gaius, Juno, Orin, Gwendolyn and Kidu and that's the way you press the buttons as well I hadn't even realised that yeah I know I know that's very nice Um, so yeah in Kidu you press the button and you're presented with exactly the same thing as everybody else nobody can see you Uh, but everybody hears the words please rank your fellow recruits in order of arcane prowess (laughs) 
This is so oh, broken. Have we just done this so wrong? Yeah, so wrong. Have we just done this so wrong? David never does things this simply. We've oh, absolutely We have done screwed. this so wrong. This is so bad. We have completely, completely destroyed ourselves. Well, actually, it's not that bad. Isn't it? We don't know till we know. Arcane prowess, considering guys are bored. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And Juna famously not arcane at all. <laughs> as long as I don't get a, you know, I mean, I don't know how we don't know how many rounds of this we'll get. Mm. We, we're hoping it rounds off to the amount of people that we have there. But for all we know, we could have like a few more rounds and stuff as well. That's the thing. Yeah. Mm. The buttons have yeah. disappeared, though, haven't they? For people yeah. who've already done it. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it might, they might come back. back yes. But the theory is that you, if you wanted to do this, you could give me, you could give me uh, a, a, a lot, a bigger number than Orin. That's true. Obviously, Enkidu can't hear that. No, right now. Oh, he can't. <laughs> Sorry. So he has to make the decision himself. Oh, gosh. Oh, this is horrible. Oh, my God. Um, but I was going to go with what I was going to decide before then. Gosh. I'm going to press Guy first. Guy first? Then Arin. Then Juna. Then Gwendolyn. Cool. So again, uh, corridors start filling up. So now Gaius, Juna, and Orin all have 30. Gwendolyn, you'll suddenly fill up to 35. But obviously, Ankidu's your stays at 25, and the uh, the wall becomes clear again between you all. And five more triangles no! appear. No! For each of you to press. Great. Excellent. Brilliant. Do we... Is there just enough spice? Uh, yes. Do we try and <laughs> aim for things fitting more with us this time, just in case we are shooting ourselves in the feet? Well, the thing is, we could get zapped as well. Yeah. yeah. We could get zapped. And I think it's a case that, like, we just... In an ideal world, I don't know if the mathematics work out here, but if we all end up with about 60, that's perfect because we don't all get zapped. And we just have to think of a way to make sure that happens. Yeah, we can do it. We we can do it because that is another round will give us another 120, yeah. which is... Oh, no, it won't. It'll give us another 150. <laughs> Maths. Which is giving us 30 each. Um, which is fine as long as we even up the... Gwen having a bit more, and then Kidu having yeah. a bit less. So we've got to do this carefully. At the, at the, at the most, and Kidu can afford to have 35. Yeah. Or and Juna and me can afford to have 30, and in, and Gwen can afford to have 25. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And we can't give ourselves it. Remember that. So whoever goes last has to be up to 60 before they go. Okay. This is very fun, David. Mm. It's so stressful, I'm but it's really so enjoying, fun. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think with the next one we could afford to maybe match it up as best we can, ranking-wise, just in case? Yeah. Yeah, I think we probably can. And then we've got to start... Being a bit more savvy about it from there. We've got to be savvy mm. then, I think. Just in case it helps us further down the line. It, it might not, but it seems like everything has a purpose here. Yes. Yeah. Okay, who's going first? Sure. I want to give it a shot. Go for it. Like, touch the symbol that appears and you're presented with exactly the same thing again uh your corridor is blacked out and everybody hears the words please rank your fellow recruits in order of design talent (laughs) (laughs) oh wow this is perfect i'm gonna go Arin, guy gwen (laughs) juno uh, so again, Gwendolyn and Juna's uh, corridors fill up, so they're both 45 feet full of arcane energy. Gaius has extended to 35 feet, and Orin's doesn't move at all. And the wall becomes clear again for you, Enkidu. Mm, okay. Um, everyone okay? Yes! <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, Remember, 
Whoever goes last needs to be at 60. Yes. I think me and Juno are the ones getting closest to that. Yes. Uh, do we do we want to keep things even or do we want to keep things odd is, is my question. Well, we need to make sure at the end two people have got 60, someone has got 55, someone has got 50 and someone has yeah. got 45. So we need to keep them odd, not all the same. So how do we do that? We have to work our way back. Can we afford to do a, a, another round of trying to rank it as honestly as we can? I don't think that's the case now. And Kido is a long way behind and so am I. So we need to get you caught up by ranking you near the bottom. Okay, we can maths this. We can maths <laughs> this, team. So Gwen currently has 15 left to go, yes? Yeah. I have 15 left till I die. Both of us. Correct. Hopefully we're not going to Hopefully we're not. Enkidu has 30 left to be spent on him. 35. 35. 35, sorry. And then, Orin, you have... 30 left to spend on me. It's also important who chooses next. It's not just about... It's like, it can't be just any one of us just goes, oh, I'll go next. It's like, we have to be really precise with that. Yeah. And then Guy has 25 more that can be spent on him, yes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, for the sake of argument, I need a 15, a 10, and a 5. Say. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that I get a 15, a 10, and a 5 yeah. in the next three rounds, and then I get a 0 in the last. Mm-hmm. So, the next round, we have to give out a 10. Let's give the 10 to Enkidu. He's a bit down, and then we need to give out a 5. Let's give it to Guy. Okay, so that means then I need to get... The other one I need to get is a 5 and a 15. So, let's say you get the 15 next time, and you get the 5 on the final round. Mm-hmm. Right. Enkidu, let's do you next, because uh, uh, you've got... Uh, quite a bit to go. You've got a 10 on the first round. So how much more do you need to get? You need 25 to go. Yeah. Let's give him 15 on round three because mm-hmm. we need to give that 15 out somewhere. Yeah. You need 10 more. Is that right? Yeah. So we give you a 10 on the final round. And a zero on the second round. So we've given Enkidu a 10, a zero, a 15 and a 10. So on the first round, we've dished out all our numbers. On the second round, we've still got a five to dish out. The third round, we've still got a 10 to dish out. And the final round, we've still got a 15 to dish out. When? Or Juna, one of you is getting 15 on the final round. Yeah. Oh, say that's me. Okay. Juna, you're getting 15 on the final round. Which means I need to get zero on all the other rounds. You need to get zero on all the other rounds. Okay. Yeah. That's important. When? We've got a five to dish out. That's on the second round. We've got a 10 to dish out. That's on a final third, uh, third round. round. And we've got a zero in the final round. So. I like the idea that Orin has like pulled out a chalk or something <laughs> or, like, and just been drawing on like the windows yeah. for, like to count it all up. Yeah, yeah, he's beautiful minding it. I love the idea that because of because of the Sudoku puzzle nature of this, he was not ranked highest intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no. But it's okay because Juna was and she's helping him. So that's okay. Well, yeah, and again, Juna and Orin's like corridors are right next to each other, so she's like pointing at all of the numbers. Yeah. I feel like mine and Ben's like like of puzzles is like coming back out to play exploded out of this <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so either me or Gwen needs to go next yeah yep. I can go next but I need you to tell me the order that I'm doing mm-hmm. we're going to tell you exactly the order okay but we just need to figure out who's going in which order so Gwen you're going next mm-hmm. uh, so then after that it's Juno or I- and Kido's already been so Juno you have to I go have next I have to go next yes then it's either Juno or Guy. Well, Juno, you'll have already been. So then it's Guy and then Orin last. Okay. This works, right? Yeah. Do you want to take a photo and send it to us um, via our brains? Yeah. Hang on. I, I will use my magical tinkering <laughs> to recreate it 
Five times. <laughs> Tinkerings. Again, I quite like if everybody's pulled out a bit of chalk and they're like copying the diagram oh, yeah. down the corridor. Oh. Right, uh, make sure everyone's got a copy. <laughs> Gwen, you're up next. Really important here. Juna is top. Guy is second. Enkidu is third. And I am last. Okay. And remember, guys, it's not personal. Not at all. <laughs> it is so far yeah. from personal by this point. It's just math, which is nothing yeah. at all uh, <laughs> like personal. <laughs> David, your expression is so blank. I really hope the next part of this uh, challenge isn't personal either. We've done this so wrong. <laughs> no, but we did. We figured this out just in time. Yeah. If we yeah. figured this out around later, I think we might have been too late. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Right, here goes. Wendelin presses the button. Her corridor goes uh, goes dark. The same triangles appear. You hear the words, please rank your fellow recruits in order of emotional resilience. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Juna, Guy, Enkidu, Orin. <laughs> Sounds about right. The corridors fill up uh, so that Juna, Orin and Gwendolyn now have 45 uh, feet of crackling energy. Gaius has 40 feet of crackling energy in his corridor and Enkidu is up to 35. All right, Orin, I'm going next. You're going next. And I'm ranking Enkidu, Gwen, you, then Guy, yes? That's correct. Easy to remember, it's the order of our tubes. Egog. Egog. (laughs) Group name. (laughs) I love it. Egog. The Egu. Press. Again, your tube goes dark. Please rank your fellow recruits in order of honesty. Uh, I would say Enkidu, then Gwen, then Orin, then Guy. Yeah. <laughs> that works. Accurate if the shoe fits. <laughs> <laughs> Just really want to confirm quickly. Enkidu is top of that list. Yes. Enkidu is okay. top of that list. All right. So I've not looked at your working and I don't want to okay, accidentally scrub one of you off the map. I thought you were like really questioning the, the method then, David. No, and I was... no, 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 because I've, I've not looked at it on purpose. I'm just, I'm following the diagram as I my fill it up. My dinner was almost in my esophagus there. Uh, so um, that means Gaius and Orin are up to 55 feet of uh, yeah. lightning. Arcane energy. Uh, Gwendolyn has 50. Juna has 45. And Enkidu is still at 35. Okay, I press my button. Oof. Uh, goes dark. Please rank your fellow recruits in order of value. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, I'll go with uh, Juna first, then uh, Orin, and then... I'm really nervous now. <laughs> that, definitely <laughs> says, that definitely says Gwen there. Then Gwen, and then and then Enkidu. I love that Guy just went in without... Checking without asking. No, he just anyone. went. Yeah, fuck it. Just press the Jenkins. Just pressed mm-hmm. it. Uh, and yep. Yeah, uh, so Gaius is obviously doesn't fill up, but Gaius is at fifty-five. Juna is at forty-five. Orin and Gwendolyn are at sixty, and Enkidu is at fifty. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. This is really near me. Yeah. Really, really near me. Okay. Check my maths. You've got this, Orin! Gwen, you're first. Guy, you're second. And Kidu, you're third. Juna, no offence, but whatever happens, you're last. I got the space! But all of you, like, the heat in all of these tubes, like, the air is getting thin, you are sweating. And uh, Orin and Gwendolyn especially, you've only got five feet of movement, uh, and you can almost feel this, like, singe uh, coming off of this energy. Gwendolyn has already 
got her fan out before and she's just fanning herself and her sweaty brow. <laughs> Orin presses his triangle. He goes dark. Please rank your fellow recruits in order of leadership. Yep, when you're top guy, pretty good leader. And Kidu, not so good. <laughs> Juna, terrible leader. <laughs> <laughs> she's chaos itself. I know. <laughs> And then he just mutters under his breath, but I'll follow you into tomorrow. Oh, oh. That's adorable. That needs oh. to be on a t-shirt. Oh yes. my god. I'll follow you into tomorrow. Oh my god. Can I just steal that for my wedding vows? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think <laughs> Do it, do it. Job, if you're listening, you're not gonna say a word. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, all four all five of the corridors fill up. 60 feet of crackling energy and you were all stood in this five foot space and nothing is happening and then all of the glass goes dark and you all hear the words which of your fellow recruits least upholds the values of the Wingthrop family oh. <laughs> what a question and I don't want any of you to say anything out loud I want you to message me an answer oh, in an order four triangles have appeared in front of you and one pin <gasps> Sits on top. Oh my gosh! Which of your fellow recruits least upholds the values of the Wingthrop family? Can I? Can I? Like, I mean, I the, the likelihood of this actually being able to happen is probably impossible, but I have to have tried. Can I cast message if I like? It, like, I turn to Guy and say, "Can you hear me?" There's no response. I I, I knew it, but I couldn't have not tried it in case yep. that yep. I, I just needed to. Hmm. Which one the least, right? Yep. And cool. there's just the other people's four names. Yep. One least upholds the Wingthrop values. Mm-hmm. We can't come up this. No. Are we messaging you on Zoom? What are we doing? You can message me however you like. I've got all of the things up, but it has to be private. Nobody else can see your answer. I feel like I was a bit too quick there. We should have done this test by ourselves. Orin says under his breath. <laughs> you know what's funny? I think the probability is is equal amongst all of us then, depending on how we think about it. Yeah. I tried mm. to think if there was a pattern that we all would have managed. More would have followed, yeah. But heads. you can't. You can't. No. I haven't messaged yet. But those of you who have made your choice and uh, hung up a, a triangle, the pin on all of the triangles disappear, so you can't change your mind. No. Oh. Yeah, I regret that now. <sighs> Guys, we don't even know what's going to happen. No. Like, it doesn't, like, let go. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, just make let go. Make a decision. Now, I, Vicky, could make a decision, but literally, like, I don't know what Juna would do. Orin, Orin has a reason why he's made his decision, which he's just hoping is correct. Ben couldn't make a decision, but Orin, weirdly, can logic his way through to a decision, rightly or wrong. This is the least decisive I've ever been in my entire life. <laughs> oh, come on. You've got, you've I don't just, know what to do. you just got to pull that straw, mate. Let's do it. Do it. Roll for it. Roll for I'm going to roll for it. I'm going to yeah. roll for that's, it. I'm that's really very sorry. Duna. No, that is very yeah, Duna. It's, Leave it to chance. I can't even be like, well, this is logically what she would do, or this is blah, blah, what she would do. Okay. One, two, three, four, two. Sorry for being a dick, everyone. You're not. It's all right. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know Purposefully made this stressful. Yeah. <laughs> this is potentially, like, very burning. <laughs> so uh, the triangles disappear. And in front of Gaius, Orin, and Gwendolyn, a second choice appears. Oh, God. <laughs> Stop it. 
And the two names are Juna and Enkidu. Literally has nothing other than chance on this. Nothing, nothing in terms of reason why, just chance. I'm going to roll. I can't. I feel sick. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't choose what I was rolling for and I just rolled my dice. It's a number. Who does that number mean? It's funny, really, because actually, mathematically, it doesn't make any difference with the dice roll. It just, like, assigns blame to the dice rather than to your decision-making. You know what I mean? Absolutely, That's the funny thing. (laughs) You could just... uh, That's how that justifies it psychologically. Still feel sick. I know, yeah, I do. (laughs) All of the uh, corridors become clear again, and Enkidu's tube suddenly fills with arcane (gasps) light. There is a very brief moment, Enkidu, where you see it happening. What do you do? Um... Are all, the, all of them open now? You can see right down the corridor. Everybody in that five-foot space that you've got left uh-huh. turn to see what happens, and you watch the lightning suddenly encroach upon Enkidu. Uh, Thunderstep, and I teleport forward 90 feet as fast as I can. Well, I teleport fast, that makes no sense. You attempt to Thunderstep, <gasps> and you can feel something. Just turn your magic off. Oh, no. And in that brief moment that you see Enkidu start to vanish and then not, there is a brief shattering of the uh, the glass up in front of him. His entire tube fills with energy and it goes dark. So we can't see him? Nope. Guy is banging on the, on the walls of his tube. Yeah. The arcane energy in everybody else's vanishes. So let me get this straight. His tube goes black and we just see him being engulfed in this magic. Yep. I think you also see Orin just throw up in his tube in front of him. Oh, no. Again. Can I try and, like... Gwendolyn's trying to, like, smash the glass next to... Because she's next to Enkidu, isn't she? Mm -hmm. She's trying to smash the glass, however, like, she's hitting it and whacking it and piercing it. I think we'll end the episode there. Oh, my God! No, don't do that! David! Oh, my God. Oh man! I cast shatter. I cast ah. sleep. I cast suggestion. I cast healing word. I cast everything. <laughs> can we play again now? Oh, I think I no. can take another game, and yet oh, we also God. need to play again immediately. That was great. Yeah. That was sick. You have been listening to David Knight as your dungeon master, Ben Galpin as Orin. Chris Watts as Gaius Daryl Bailey as Enkidu Grace Kelly Miller as Gwendolyn and Vicky Gaskin as Juna Original music by David Knight Please tell your friends, subscribe and follow us on all the social media Thank you for listening to No Small Roles Anon for now Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.